And back in the studio, we've got Lisa Waters Lane. She comes each week with your garden questions. Just what are your neighbors talking about? What's what's going on in the neighborhood? Just we just try to share that out over the airwaves. Thank you, Lisa, for being here. Sure. My pleasure. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm a little sticky. Sticky? No, you're not. <laughs> It's a little muggy out there. It is. It's humid. You can tell yes. it's monsoon season because the humid. The plants. Oh, they love it. They don't even need to be watered. It's this humid. <laughs> they pick up moisture from the foliage, mm -hmm. from just out of the air. That's what orchids do and mosses, and uh, they don't actually need to be watered. They're picking it up through the moisture in the in the. Uh, so you're not telling people to stop watering. Right? Oh no! Okay. Don't do just that. To clarify, they're finally <laughs> hydrated where they can. Did you notice what happened to the peach tree? Oh, yeah. They went from tiny peaches for like ever, mm -hmm. a little bit of humidity, boom, they just, they just, they're ripe. Yeah. Right, just like ready. that. They quadrupled in size and mm -hmm. now they're ready. Yeah. It's amazing. All the flowers in the pots out front. I mean, they were making it through. They yeah. were doing okay. I'm not, those look pretty good. A little bit of rain, a little humidity, and they are they look gorgeous. Fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. So, yeah. It's all about the summer rains are the best. Is. Soil is warm air humidity's in the air it's actually mm -hmm. physically just warmer they like that and then they've got that cloud cover that kind of shades things mm -hmm. so it's like the perfect that's why i say that the summer growing season oh, yeah. is almost a better planting season than the spring because spring is the soil's warm, uh, cold mm -hmm. uh, there's huge temperature swings just mm -hmm. it's 60 during the day 18 at night that messes <laughs> with plants yeah. And so now we don't have that. So mm -hmm. you'll find your success rate goes up yeah. by planting now, at least in the mountains of Arizona. Not okay if you're tuned in from Phoenix or you're streaming someplace weird, you know, like New York City, maybe <laughs> not the same. But for up here in the mountains right. of Arizona, it's ideal. Mm -hmm. It is ideal. And there's still a lot of really nice things to plant. And that's what people kind of like, well, can I still plant? Yes, of course you can. And there's still a really nice selection of things that you can put in the ground. Oh, yeah. It's summer things. Fall. Yeah. We're starting to get some fall mm -hmm. crop. Someone's already asking me this morning before the, the got in yet. Are the moms you saying asters? I said, <laughs> yeah, the asters, the all those fall things. You yeah. tell us she wants to start decorating with her. fall. So yeah. I don't blame her either. Right. But this is our question. It segment, is. We should. We not should. Not the decorations. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Paul's in Prescott, and he has a Carpathian walnut. It's been in the ground about three years. He says it's a beautiful tree, but he's only had one walnut on it. Oh. Wants to know, is he doing something wrong? Is it just that tree in this area? What can he do to he's help? He's obviously has a pollinator because he had one nut. <laughs> so there's there's something there to help pollinate back and forth. So probably what's coming down to one of two things. One, it's going to be age. Just it's, it's still immature. Walnuts need to be a little bit older, so they need to be in the ground at least two years, and they really need to be seven, eight, ten years old before they start to put on that huge, robust, you know, nut count. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it could. The other thing it could be is a nutrient thing. Mm -hmm. So to put on a nut, a lot of nuts, or that the flower that walnuts have early in spring. Um, it takes phosphorus so or more nutrients, so they're heavy feeders. So walnuts grow very quickly, and they can quickly use up all the nutrients in the surrounding soil. So it may be a phosphorus. You remember nitrogen, phosphorus, potash. There's, there's three numbers in most fertilizers. The middle number, that promotes nuts, Paul. 
or fruits and flowers. Mm -hmm. So if you want more nuts, fruits, and flowers, you give it more of that middle number. You might even uh, take a regular, let's say the the uh, fruit and vegetable food that we we have. It's all organic. Spread that out. But in addition, you might also add some super phosphate. It's zero. 180. It's all phosphorus. Mm -hmm. uh, just sprinkle that out at the same time. It doesn't matter. Just put the put the fertilizer down, kind of add it as a supplement to your fertilizer. And I would do that now. I would do it again, probably for, for walnuts. The most important feeding for any fruiting or nutting kind of tree. Is that even a word? Nutting. <laughs> Any kind of fruiting tree is uh, is the fall fertilizer. So in, in the month of October, fertilize that walnut tree. It's going to use that food to produce uh, next spring's flowers. It's critical for anything. If you had a kind of an off fruiting year, that's probably the reason. You need more fertilizer in the fall of the year. And it'll use that, pick it up, and form the flowers over the winter. And then it'll use that to form next year's spring nuts. Mm -hmm. There we go. There okay. you go. You're well, well informed, Paul. There you go. So in our area, walnuts, uh, almonds right. do well. Right. We're probably a little too cold for pecans. Presca I know they grow. But well, this is broadcast all over. So Sedona, mm -hmm. Camp Verde Cottonwood, it does great. Skull Valley, Hill, Hillside, Kirkland, they do fantastic down there. But that's at that 4,000 foot level. Mm -hmm. So up to about 4,000, uh, they'll maybe creep up to 4,500 or so. And then we start to get where the cold takes out that last spring Frost. cold takes out the nuts. The tree will perform exceptionally well. It will grow magnificent. Will it produce pecans? Uh, probably not ideal up here in the Prescott, Prescott Valley, this central kind of highlands area. Mm -hmm. But the, the next step down, that's where they're going to grow. And then, of okay. course, Phoenix and those, you know, right. Wilcox, that's where they grow most yeah. of the cons in the, in the country down True. there. Okay. So, All right. Next question is from Megan in Prescott Valley. Megan. She has pampas grass in her yard. She wants to know, it's not really doing anything right now. Yeah. When is it supposed <laughs> to start blooming? When should she be looking for those blooms to come on? Everyone wants it to be fall already. Huh? We get a little bit of rain and the pressure's off on heat and they want it to be fall. So mm -hmm. Megan, fall. <laughs> it's not fall yet. <laughs> so you're about a month early. Mm -hmm. So uh, pampas grass. Now it's just for folks that don't know what that is. They go, I think I've heard of that. This is the biggest grass that we grow up here in the mountains of Arizona. So this is a grass that gets easily head high and then big white plumes, kind of bigger than your head, grow up, hover above this very tall grass. It's very pretty. Mm -hmm. The wind blows through it. It just, it's magnificent. It is a grass. It's a perennial grass. It's going to reset. You cut it back to the ground every winter and then you fertilize it and you grow and grow and grow, get more foliage. And then in the fall, it does this long bloom cycle. Mm -hmm. You leave those plumes on there until the winter kind of beats it up. You know, snows will land on it. You know, usually in by February, it's starting to look pretty pretty beat up just because the snow load gets them the, those plumes fall over then you cut it back fertilize it and it all the cycle starts all over again so megan you're, you're just a few weeks it's pretty soon you'll start to see that that new flower shoot come up so i would say if you really want beautiful i mean pampas grass you want it over the top you want lots of those white plumes uh give it some super phosphate right now we mentioned that for paul for the uh, walnut trees, but it's even more effective 
for pampas grass, any blooming grass, anything that blooms, give it, sprinkle some of that on there right now, and it'll use that immediately to form more uh, plumes this fall. So okay. fall, September through the end, end of the year. That's what it's So Megan, be patient. Be patient. <laughs> okay. We don't have mums yet, but they're coming at the same, when the pampas grass, <laughs> asters, when the pampas grass blooms. There you so. go. All right. Last question I think we can sneak is from John. He has three large elms, about 40 feet tall. Uh, the leaves are being eaten by something. They look yeah. almost lacy. Yeah. Um, he wants to know what causes that and how can he treat it? So we have a few elm trees here. So elms grow wild here. They're not native, but they grow wild. There's a Siberian elm or Chinese elm. They're the same thing. Uh, but they have a little worm called an elm, elm leaf skeletonizer, a little tiny caterpillar. They get up there and they, they start scraping the, the, the tissue off of the leaf. And so you get this lacy. You described it perfectly, John. It's lacy look to it. Uh, it's very common. Uh, so especially on the native varieties or the ones that grow wild, they're very common. They love the taste of those. What to do? You spray BT is the spray. So we've got a, a liquid you can spray on there. It's organic. The caterpillar comes out, digests some of the leaf and some of that BT, B's and boy, T's and Tom. B's and Tom. I was thinking, I was trying to think, is it B's and Tom or J's and John? B isn't B BT. Uh, they come out and eat and they just stop eating and they finally will drop out of the tree and, and die. They that'll get rid of the damage. Mm -hmm. So kind of keep an eye on that. They happen every time this year, this is when they show up. So right. elm leaf skeletonizer. Uh, take care of them or they'll strip the, the the tree clean. So that's all we got time for. Thank okay. you, Lisa. Ken and Lisa Lane, the mountain gardeners. Be right back.